welcome everybody to business as usual <laughs> hi uh it's our economics podcast and we're just waiting for um our last our final expert to join us today adam should be with um, us in a minute yeah to discuss asymmetric information which personally i don't really uh i don't know much about myself do you me neither i wouldn't know so we'll have to wait for Adam to uh, to take it away for us. Yeah, um, definitely. He's got, I think he's got some, uh, some interesting examples to give to us today. Yeah, I'd say so. We've learned so much so far. Um, I'm guessing Adam would know a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we've, so obviously we've discussed... Um... Oh, perfect. Is that Adam there? It is, yeah. Hi, Adam. So we've just introduced um, we've just introduced today the the new episode. So what is it uh, exactly we're talking about today? Today we'll be talking about asymmetric information, which is basically when two parties have access to different information. Okay. Mm. Is there like uh, any, anything else about that? Yeah, well, like it's a term used in economics that refers to when one party in a transaction has more information than the other, and it was developed mainly by three people. George Ankerlop, Joseph Stitzkel, and Michael Spence. And they won a Nobel Peace Prize in economics for their work in 2001. Ah, okay. So it's a fairly important part of economics then. Yeah, exactly. And one of the most used examples of asymmetric information is how an employee knows more than their employer about how much effort they put into their job. And another case is how a car set. Uh, is how the seller of a car or a house knows more than the buyer about their product's condition. And this get this gap in the knowledge can between both parties can lead to problems and potentially market failure. Okay, okay. And like are there any kind of problems that come out of like asymmetric information? Yeah, well the first big problem that can arise as a result of asymmetric information is moral hazard, which simply put is the risk of a ch- change in behavior in a person who is imperfectly monitored. The most straightforward example of moral hazard is the employment relationship. Moral hazards can cause employees to become less hardworking and more inefficient. Other examples include drivers driving more dangerously after obtaining car insurance or a person changing to an unhealthy lifestyle while on health insurance. Another problem that can also be caused is adverse selection which occurs when the buyer knows more about their situation than the seller. This can lead to sellers trying to avoid such buyers by charging higher prices, but these higher prices may cause other buyers to be put off doing business with the seller. The main example of this is used cars. When sellers of used cars know their vehicle's defects, on the other hand, the used car buyers can't tell the difference between a nice used car or a poor quality used car. So they end up paying the average of the two while hoping for the best. This leads to good cars becoming scarcer as they can't get a good price for it and sellers of poor quality used cars becoming more abundant. Oh, okay. That's actually really interesting. Uh, it makes so much sense where we bought a car recently and obviously there's a faulty brake, but they didn't tell us. So Yeah, definitely. I would have never known about that myself. That's very interesting, Adam. Yeah, so how can these problems be solved? Because obviously it's a very like, prominent problem in, in everyday life. Yeah, well, firstly, in the workplace, you can solve the problem of moral hazard by monitoring your employees better. 
or paying them higher wages so that like if they slack off and they're caught they'll lose their job and they won't be able to get those higher wages again mm-hmm. and also also in terms of um in terms of buying a used car you could get your car checked out by a mechanic before buying it which should be screening which okay. be an example that makes a lot of sense so that kind of eliminates the whole um the risk of buying a faulty car then yeah exactly okay um and did you have i think you mentioned to us beforehand that you had a specific example um about was it christmas because obviously christmas is coming up um yeah exactly that's as Christmas is coming up, you might as well talk about how asymmetric information is related to Christmas. So, like, if you're buying presents for someone or someone's buying presents for you, you don't know exactly what they want to get. And as a result, you could get the wrong present to her, receive the wrong present for someone. Mm-hmm. So, basically, the more you know about someone, the, the less likely it is that you buy the wrong present. And this was studied in 1993 by Wilder, Wildfoggle. And he basically coined the term the deadweight loss of gift giving that suggests that gift giving can be inefficient if people don't know exactly what they want. And therefore, you would just be better off giving someone cash as a Christmas present. Okay. Wow. That explains why everybody gets cash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't make the mistake of buying someone the wrong thing. Okay, that's really interesting. Um, so thank you, Adam, uh, for the information there on asymmetric information. I don't know about you, Richard, but I learned a lot. Yeah, I learned so much today, and then coming up with Christmas as well. That was, it was really interesting to learn. You know, Christmas is only twenty five days away now. Yeah, it's a perfect way to uh, exactly twenty five days away. It's a perfect way to tie up our uh, our podcast and to end on a happy note with Christmas. Yeah. Great. So um, thank you guys for listening to our podcast and um, we hope you learned a lot with us. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Bye now.